Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You know what's annoying? These headphones really dig into my yeah my glasses. Oh, okay, right, yeah. They dig in my head, my weird shaped head. Your giant shaped yeah. head. You don't have a giant shaped head. Okay. Well, giant isn't a shape. <laughs> you mm. have a nice head. I like your forehead. Wait, who's, no one says forehead specifically. <laughs> way that up. That's why I married you for your forehead. <laughs> That was me and my husband, James, otherwise known as Mr. Sunday Movies. Welcome to Just Make the Thing. I'm Claire Tonti, and today I'm going to be interviewing that bloke about his YouTube channel, Mr. Sunday Movies, which has over 760,000 subscribers, and his podcast, The Weekly Planet, that he does with his old pal, Nick Mason, who drives trams in Melbourne. That podcast is now one of Australia's largest independent shows, which I think is pretty bloody top for a bloke who started all of this in his spare bedroom. So... As this show is all about how to start a thing and keep on making it, I couldn't imagine a better person to interview than James himself. So here it is, my interview with Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, So your dad said to me that James has always gone his own way Mm. and he doesn't like to be told what to do, even when he was tiny and that time when... You were at kinder diagnosed as deaf, and then your mum took you to a hearing test, <laughs> and then the do- and then the doctor said his hearing's fine, and you just said I don't like my teacher. Yeah, and it turns out I was right as well because my parents didn't like her either. They never told me that because my parents weren't the kind of people to be like, you can do what you want. Your teacher's an idiot. They yeah. never mentioned it. They didn't tell me till well, like when I was well out of school. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't have, I don't, it's not that I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being told what to do by somebody I don't think knows what they're doing. Yeah. Which I think happens a lot in life. Yeah, totally. Life most is, people don't really know no, what they're doing. No, nobody knows what they're doing. No, no. And I think that for you, I can see that all through school and then high school and even uni, which you did. Most of that is being told what to do by people that you probably didn't think knew what to do. Yeah, and there are obviously <laughs> exceptions to that. And there are also times you know, when there are great teachers. Yeah. But th- and there's also times when I'm wrong, when I'm ignoring a person even though they know exactly what they're doing. Because as a kid, I think, I, or a teenager more specifically, I think I know better. Yeah. But yeah, I've always kind of been like that. Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, it, which can be good. It's, I'm sure it's also been a detriment at some point <laughs> as well, yeah. I think it's just, it means that... The job that you found yourself in, well, actually not that you found yourself in, that you built, suits you. Yeah, because I'm not really beholden to anybody other than than no. me. And anything that I do with other people, it's kind of collaborative, like with you or with Mason or, yeah. or you know, the, the people who, who help me out with editing and, and graphics and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it really suits you. Some people like to be told what to do and be in a structure, whereas yeah. I think I've never seen you happier than when you are, well clearly in your pyjamas or in your slippers at home, (laughs) 
cruising around working and doing your own thing. But I've also never seen you work harder either. Yeah, well, I think I do like this kind of structure because I've kind of set the parameters, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also I found for jobs that I like and with it's, it's when it, – if I like it, it doesn't – the structure or whatever doesn't bother me. But, yeah, but what I really like about this is that it, I am very strict. I adhere to a schedule, but yeah, it's, it's on, on – no, it's what I've decided to do. Yeah. Yeah, or it's kind of naturally kind of built towards that. Do you find that, I know you were talking about this creative drive that you have, that if you don't do something creative, you're self-destructive. And I know that there's that saying about your brain being a Labrador and that if you let it just leave it to its own devices, it'll chew up the furniture and then make a mess of everything. Yeah. Um, and so you need to give it something to do and give it plenty of exercise, mm. which I kind of think sounds like a strange analogy. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe not for everybody, but that's the way I kind of yeah. work. Yeah. Does, so where do you think that creative drive comes from? Because obviously not everybody has it. I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just kind of the way that I'm built. But one of the one of the early times I kind of recognised it was when I was in when I was eleven. We had to make a magazine for school, and I made a video game magazine about all the current video games and whatever. And I'd never worked harder on anything in my life, and I put all this effort into it, you know. And then the teacher loved it and whatever. And then the next assignment was like Australian animals, and I just <laughs> went, nah. <laughs> make a poster about a koala. Yeah, and, I, and then I just slapped some shit together, and I, I didn't even twig then that. Oh, it's, you know, when you do things that you like, you put more effort into it and what, and, or, or whatever. I, I didn't identify that for like for years. Yeah, because you've got an amazing tunnel vision, I think. Once you find the thing that you like, mm. you can just concentrate for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Like what's a typical day for you um, in terms of how you structure your work? Well, I sleep in <laughs> uh, because I work late generally. The way that we operate, and you know this, obviously. Yeah. I'd normally start late and do a kind of, I'd do a feed, whatever, for the kid, and then I'll, and then you'll do an early morning thing. Yeah. Uh, So when do you, so just talk us through, when do you get up? What's your actual day like? Well, it depends on the day. Like it is, uh, some days are busier than others. Like my weekends are more kind of the end of Monday, Tuesday, and a little bit of Wednesday, because I normally work through, work through the weekends. But basically, I kind of get up, I'll, I'll have a look at kind of movie news and trailers or anything that's happened. Eat your muesli. Eat my muesli every day. It's important. <laughs> a lot of what I kind of do is just absorbing a bunch of stuff, which could be seeing a movie or reading an article. I don't see that many movies, actually, when, you kind of, when it boils down to it, because a lot of the stuff, I'm like, I'm not seeing that. That looks shit. I just won't talk about it. But... uh yeah, so a lot of it is just absorbing a lot of stuff. And then uh, as the week kind of progresses, I'll begin to write something uh, for, for a Sunday video, uh, you know, kind of roughly sketch out what we're going to do on the Weekly Planet, which I don't know if people know this. I have, well, they probably do. I have a very loose structure, which is just topic, 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 main kind of thing we're going to talk about, and then some letters and, and a bunch of other mm. stuff. So, yeah, it, it's, it's basically slowly chipping away at those things until I have to get them out and start editing, gathering images, and video and whatever, and and that's I, I don't I don't know how many hours I, I work. I don't know I don't have a set kind of I'll do you know six hours today and tomorrow I'll do whatever. Like it's just kind of whenever I'm free, I just kind of work out. Yeah, it. well, I guess that's in with your tunnel vision because I get to about nine o'clock and my brain's done, just packs itself in and says, "See you later, yeah. Claire." Well, you're definitely more morning than I am. You can't really work at night. You've, no, yeah. I can't at all. And I have to sleep. I have to get a good yeah. eight, nine hours. Whereas you 
can exist on very little sleep. I'm okay. just, I'm not very good in the morning in general. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe if I, maybe if I drank, <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not like a mean and horrible. And, no, and whatever. no, I'm, but I, just I hope mean not. You anyway. hate it. Yeah, I just don't, yeah. I can't do Your anything. Fir- do you know what the first thing you say in the morning is? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every morning, yeah, that's, that's when I right. hear you wake up, yeah. I'm alive. Ugh. Yeah, not again. Not Ugh. again. Ugh. This. Yeah, Ugh. this thing, which is so funny because you're doing what you love. Yeah, I know. Well. It's ridiculous. I'm an idiot. Um, you're not an yeah. idiot, but yeah. But there is also, and I've talked about this a little bit, there's a little bit of guilt with me associated with leaving teaching for this. Because I feel like for teaching and what uh, a lot of the stuff we we specifically did mm, before yeah. this was helping people and kids specifically. And that's why we kind of do a, a big kind of charity push each year is because we don't really, we don't, uh, well, I don't, you do more of it than I do. I don't, I don't uh, do a lot of that stuff anymore. But the way I justify it to myself is because we've got a kid, now I get to be at home yeah. with him. So, uh, yeah, so I, I still kind of do struggle with, what am I doing? Shouting about Spider-Man for <laughs> like it does it does uh yeah that yeah. that kind of does weigh on me a little bit. It's interesting though because I always say to you read the emails because there are so many wonderful emails that you and Meso get mm. from listeners who just and I'm sure people who are listening to this would agree who love the show and look forward to their Mondays to hear you guys chat. And we often get emails from people who've been through really tough times saying that listening to you guys has really helped them through. Yeah. And I know it's small because it is a, it's a podcast, but then also you really can't underestimate the value of a good old fashioned laugh and a share of um, something you're, you know, you have in common with other people and also just often this is repeated and it would be interesting to see how many emails say this people feel less alone like they feel connected and I think not just with you guys but with the whole community of wackadoos like it's, am I <laughs> wackadoo, saying it right I, wackadoos. Oh, I always say it wrong there's someone it's not even a real me. thing I said it as a <laughs> passing comment and, Which happens Mason, to you and Mason kind of clung to it that it became a thing yeah, yeah. loves doing that he did it because it, it would hate yeah, you. yeah, yeah it would annoy me yeah yeah um and so i think that that's what's so wonderful about what you do but i it's i guess it's different to teaching in that it's not face to face yeah exactly it's not face to face and it, to me that's i know all that stuff is important and if it was a show that i was listening to if, it was, if i was on the opposite end of that then i can see how i would feel that way but to me it's it, there's a disconnect in terms of teaching a kid how to, to read, let's say. Yeah, Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, oh, the, 100%. Uh, and also for me, there's there's an element of selfishness to it because I enjoy this. I enjoy doing it a lot and it feels like a hobby that has become uh, a position. I didn't always enjoy teaching. As We've talked we talk about this oh, all the time. there's so many things that were terrible mm, about like, it. Like I love teaching, like physically being in a room with kids and teaching and doing an activity together and having a conversation but every meeting can just go die in a ditch yeah because they're never they're never good they're rarely productive yeah so I, I feel yeah so I I don't even know where I was going with that I think that's mm. why you're good with the pencil spin thing that you yeah do. I have fidgety hands you that's do why, yeah. yeah which is why you I've also ordered like your fidget cube online I did I got on that before it was cool they're everywhere now <laughs> And now mine, now mine lies at a quarter somewhere in one of the rooms in our house. Yeah, I find this all really interesting. What advice would you give people who have a thing that they want to start but um, are scared or have a day job? What would you say? 
just don't worry about it. Just let <laughs> just let your dreams die. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually think there's something in that though. What? I think, really? Yeah, I do. I think let your dreams die and then just start something small. Yes. Just don't don't dream big. Don't, which is and I'm a teacher and yeah. I say don't dream big, but. Start small. Yeah, you got to start small. Don't get all grandiose with your plan and think, okay, I'm going to start this thing and by tomorrow it's going to be my whole career and I'm going to be online everywhere or famous or I don't know, whatever elastic goal it is that you have. And I have that problem too with uh, when I start things. I often think straight away it should be bigger than Ben-Hur and perfect. And if it's not how I imagined it to be, I'm just going to give up Yeah, because – it's never going to get there, which is crazy. But I think some people are quite similar in that way. Mm. So to me, I think you start small. Yeah. And for me, I, I do have a lot of that in me as well. But I've also kind of been, and it's the same with using the iPhone to record like the early stuff I used to do. You just got to make the best of what you have and make the best thing you can with what's available to you or the skills that you have. Yeah. I think that's that's really important. You don't need to go out and buy really expensive equipment. And also, it's stuff, things are a lot cheaper than what they used to be, like USB microphones and cameras or whatever you want to do, uh, if, if technology-wise at least can be, is, is a lot cheaper. But yeah, definitely starting small and realizing that if you can't do it for, and I know everybody says this, you can't do it to be like, this is going to be great, I'm gonna, this is going to be my job or whatever. Mm. Because you probably, you know, it probably won't be. I guess I don't no, know whether that's likely, that's true no. or not. But. Elizabeth Gilbert, who I always talk about, says this. She says, "Be creative because human beings are happiest when they're making stuff. Right. And if it happens to be a something that ends up being your job, well, whoop de loo, and aren't you lucky? Yeah. But most of the time." It's just going to be a thing that you do alongside everything else you do that yeah. enriches your life. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and and if it becomes more and more of what you do, maybe even down the track, like Chanel, I know who we're doing the podcast with, isn't aiming to give up law altogether forever, mm. but she might do two days a week of yoga teaching and three days yeah. a week of being a fancy law person. And, and that was my plan as well, to kind of do both. Yeah, it was yeah. always to do both, wasn't yeah. it? And then actually your fancy goal was to be an IT teacher, I remember. And then you got there. <laughs> that was more kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was a goal, I guess. I didn't I didn't end up enjoying that as much as I enjoyed. No, people um, just chased you around asking for their passwords. Yeah. And you spend, you kind of, because you get a rotating kind of roster of kids as well. It's better, I find it's better when you've got the same group every day and you kind of build a rapport. Anyway, it's kind of... Yeah, exactly. But I think that there's something really in that that you can... Also, I'm shit at IT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at it. You did do a lot of I sleeping under your desk. That was after the kid, though, when I was, uh, yeah. when I, I, when I was working, you know, too much. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, Go on. But I think what you are really good at, though, is helping kids with IT. Like that film competition that you worked on so hard with those kids. That yeah. You I was like ended up winning an award six for. years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. It was a lot of fun. No, but a lot of that came from them. And it was, I happened to, I was there to kind of channel it, I guess. And bring kind of, it out. In yeah. There. But and no, that was all yeah. them. That was, I was just happened to, I was just there. Ah, uh, you, but you enabled them to, to create something way more than they would ever have thought. That's true. They, there's, their version would have been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. No, but I do think that that is what the joy in teaching, or for me always was, was that you can show kids what's possible and then help them bring whatever's possible inside them outward. Mm. And I think that there's that saying about everyone has a treasure 
Oh, this is so funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but everyone does have, you know, a treasure within them and it's how to bring that out. And if you've got the courage or if you have someone who can support you and mentor you to bring that out, I know you're looking at me like, oh, God, that's so terrible. It doesn't always mean that what's inside you is going to be the next best-selling authory book or whatever, but but it, it's something that that's unique to you. Maybe it's just that you're really good at making a passion fruit sponge, James. I'm not good at that. Are you good at that? <laughs> no, I'm terrible at cooking. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind it. But I'm not great. But I, I think that's the thing we were going back to is that don't give up your day job. Absolutely not. 100%. I, I mean, I guess it depends how old you are as well. For me, it wasn't even an option. I mean, I guess I could have, but we would have just lived with no money for many years. And I actually don't think you would have worked as hard. No, I, no, it definitely made me work harder. No, it made me manage my time better. And because yeah. uh, a lot of it is, you know, like I said, it, it is, it's self-management and time management and, and building your own structures. And having the busier I am, the, the more that I do, I, I find. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people say that, but if I had infinite time, which I have before, like tail end of uni before you kind of start, actual work i didn't do anything because i had infinite time but i and but i was kind of structureless yeah Yeah. so interesting isn't it you need that adrenaline of oh shit yeah i need to finish this absolutely another thing that i find is important it's it's who you kind of surround yourself with for what you're building in particular for example when i started doing this you, there was never a point where you were like, I mean, you get frustrated because I'd kind of skip out on things because, <laughs> so I could make stuff or whatever and you'd have to cover for me like we, we talked about. But one of the best things about this and what made it easy to kind of do this was having you there who didn't Aww. stop me from doing it. And As in, you, you were never like, why are you doing this? This is a waste of time. Even though when it, when it seemed like it was a waste of time and there was a good chance that this was going nowhere, you never stopped me. You kind of understood that, if you don't, you need to, like, this was something that I kind of needed to, needed to do. And I think if you're with people who are stopping you from doing that, that can be very kind of detrimental. I'm not saying you should break up with people, with, with someone <laughs> or, or cut all your friends off. What I'm saying is, uh, you, you, I guess, trying to make, try to make them understand or at least have someone who, are, who already kind of understands that. It's nice to have them realize that it is a kind of a long road and it might, the road might not go anywhere. It might go off a cliff. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's really important to have that person uh, or those people supporting you. And that's also a lot of the reason why I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want people to be like, what the hell are you doing? Why? Because I still get a bit of that now. And uh, I, not, I don't. I think I feel like I'm going to get it. That's probably more more the case of it now because it's like a real thing. But it, there was a, like a concern of mine that people were just going to get in my head about this is a waste of time and you're an idiot. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think some of your friends are still a little confused. By yeah, they have no idea what I do <laughs> or listen. They, they, none of them care, but, which is good. Though I, I like that. I don't care about them either. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's not true. But actually, a lot of them, I don't know what they do for jobs. I have genuinely no idea. I ask them, but I still don't understand. Yeah, I've, yeah, I have rough ideas. but I know most of them don't really enjoy their job. Yeah, some more than others, but uh, yeah. It's a different mindset though, because some some of them enjoy their job in that they're really good at it, yeah. and and it's building towards something. But they're happy to to do that within the framework of a position at a company right, or yeah. whatever it is. And I don't think 
there's obviously there's nothing. I'm not. No, there's wrong nothing with wrong yeah. with that. It just goes back to the way that you're built. I think. Yeah. And you would be miserable doing that. And I think a big influence on me is also office space and the office. It's because yeah. I saw that and I'm like, like I can't, I can't do this. Like I'll kill myself. I shouldn't yeah. put that in. Should I? <laughs> you want to cut that out? No. Yeah, we can cut that out. Well, I I do think as well um, that there have been other people in your life who've supported you. Yeah, totally. My parents were never like, you need to do this and get a and do this kind of job or whatever. They've always been like, work hard and and whatever. But they were never, what are you doing? Like, stop. They they were always been been encouraging. When I was like, I'll do business, they went all right. And when I went, I'm quitting. They went all right. So, <laughs> yeah, that that was the only time time they kind of pushed me was when I was kind of doing nothing or being an idiot. That's when they'd yeah. That's when they'd kind of. That's when you had that long fringe. Yeah, when I had my little fringe. When you were fringe. a teenager. It was a pretty good fringe. Yeah. We should post a photo. No, that's not. You were hanging out at train stations being a rat bag. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> good old rat bag Jimmy, they used to call me. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, thank you so much for saying that about... Well, it's it's true. Uh, it's this, it, like what I do is literally impossible without you. Because what you do behind the scenes and also to allow me to do it and give me the space to do it has meant that this has grown to what it is. And I just don't think people realize that. Uh, and I think it's important that kind Aww, of people do. That is so know. lovely. Yeah. But you know that the opposite is also true, that I like being a support crew and I am so amazed and constantly surprised by how much you've achieved and how you keep surprising me in, in how how fast you work but how hard you work and how funny and creative and odd you are <laughs> and now this is just gonna divulge into yeah, what is and this i really love you oh, but... I, thought, I thought it was gonna take a turn into insults it was like and you're odd <laughs> and you've got gray hair and you're kind of weird looking <laughs> and all your friends are dopes it is strange <laughs> that you're a goat but that is no, strange, yeah. Love does funny things. You can't help who you are. No, yeah. no, you can't. But I, I am, honestly am. And I think about the number of years I've known you and I just, I do get really teary thinking about all the things that we've been through and how hard you've worked through all of it to create what you have for yourself and for us. It's not, you've always, and you said it at the beginning when we were talking about, um, your journey and I hate that word but yeah, you know it's gross it, it is gross <laughs> but but when you were talking about your story I guess and how you started everything a big part of it for you was building something for us building a life raft out of yeah that's what know. I called it yeah yeah it was like this is a this is in case anything happens or we need you know this is I I built a life raft which became a an island, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, who knows where things will go. I'm currently building another life raft. Yeah. <laughs> just quietly <laughs> on the side. And it's just going to leave me. I really am though. Door. I'm always thinking to the next thing. I always need to have two things on the go in case one of them goes under. Yeah. yeah. Which is what the podcast is, is as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And then Planet Broadcasting yeah, is kind exactly. of becoming another one. And I guess that goes into working for yourself, that mm. you don't have that network behind you or a big you know comfortable contract and you know five-year plan or whatever within yeah. a, in a company which is not always guaranteed but gives you a lot more you know cushioning like we don't get sick leave and all those no. sorts of things so having you do that though for us 
has been amazing. And you literally, and I don't think people can tell in a way because it comes across so naturally all the content that you create and the podcast is so fun and funny um, that you can't always see or hear just how much work you do that goes into it, you know? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, as yeah, in, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make sense. What am I trying to say? That It's like that metaphor about the duck above the surface yeah, and the, yeah. the feet are going, yeah. Yeah, and I always think that that's excellent. Yeah. Well, the, the easiest part is kind of the, the podcast itself recording is I find really easy because of everything else that's kind of prepped behind it. And Mason's the same, like he comes prepared. He pretends that he... He doesn't. And a lot of time he doesn't, he just kind of wings it. He always it. walks in and goes, what do I what need to watch? What are we doing? Watch? What am I watching? What was I supposed to have? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Watched. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But Mason surprises me too constantly because, yeah, he comes across and says, oh, I don't prepare at all. But he's so great on his feet. Yeah, he's amazing. He can create worlds. And that's also about, head. exactly, Crazy. like the scenarios that he kind of spins off. And that's the other thing that's, when I was talking about um, working with people who, you know, who support you, we've, like I said, we've known each other for years and I knew that he was the guy to do it with. You've because always his, said, yeah. I remember from the very beginning, you always said that to me, that if you're going to do something, you do it with Mason. Yeah. Because he also gets it. He understands podcasting and, and, and media and movies and all the things that he, we're on the same wavelength in, in that sense. Like a lot of my other friends who have no interest in this kind of stuff, it would be like pulling teeth, you know what I mean? Uh, but for him, I've been really lucky because we've always kind of been on the same wavelength in that, in that way. So it was a no-brainer when I was like, who am I going to do this with? It was always going to be Mason. Before there was a YouTube channel, before there was anything, we, were all, we, we talked about doing something. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, and then he's... I'll ditch him. <laughs> <laughs> ditch him on the island. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Get on the life raft and go to the next island. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's really interesting too because Mason is so clever. And also the best thing about it for me is he's funnier than me. And I love that because he can <laughs> see he can surprise me uh with 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 things. I don't know if he's funny. No, than he you. absolutely is. I, I think I, <laughs> I think he's it's a he's got a different skill set. You're both hilarious. Well, I, I just think he's on a different level than me. And he's I think much better than you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if it was yeah, I uh yeah, I just think that's you know, and that yeah, it, it, that's why a lot of it you don't want to go with someone who you don't think you know, who's not complimentary to you or not better at than you at you know. In some or just way. different. I think you need to work with someone who's different. Yeah, compatible you. but but different. Yeah. yeah, and his brain works really differently to yours. Like he couldn't do what you do. No, he's either. a dope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he likes. He works so well when you give him the freedom to just come yeah, in and do what he does. Yeah, I think if you tried to force him into doing other stuff, it wouldn't work. Yeah, like if you forced him into a structure and a routine, and he had to create all this other stuff. It wouldn't work. Cause, yeah, because he wants to do what you know he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, and he's he's got his own kind of creative genius spark thing that happens mm. when he comes into the podcast studio, and just generally, 
Yeah, he's a really interesting guy too. The podcast is more of a collaborative back and forth, back and forth thing, and then the YouTube oh. channel is just me yelling into into nothing. <laughs> you do like to yell into the internet. No, I don't. It's actually it's it, you got you can't get a read on what's good or funny or interesting when, when you're making a video. You're like, is this any good? I, don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. So. Well, I think the indication that you have so many subscribers now. Probably means you're onto a good thing. I just mean like specific things. Like sometimes I'll make a joke or, you know, a point about a movie that you don't think anything about. And then that's the thing that people kind of pick up on. And yeah. often I think, oh, this is great. You know, people will love this. And then, you know, it barely, you know, gets gets acknowledged. So you just, you just sometimes you know, but sometimes you just don't know. You just you know? don't know what you're doing. Mm. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess... I mean, I know a lot about you, but maybe not everyone does because I can tell that you don't always like talking about yourself. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I think, I don't really think I'm very interesting and I've never really thought that about myself. And that's not for you to say, oh, come on, you're very no, interesting. you're not interesting. <laughs> 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 you're a very boring human oh, being. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but, so I don't know. I just, to me, because I'm me and I live being me every day all the time. It's not that interesting to me. And for me, when I'm talking to somebody and them telling me about the thing that they do is more interesting than talking about the thing that, that, I, that I do. And for you, sometimes even other people talking about themselves isn't that interesting. No, often it's not. Yeah. But, but, I, but, I, but I definitely prefer that than me kind of talking about what, what I do. And that's also like that goes for people like close to me. I didn't tell anybody for years what I was doing. Well, you yeah. know that because yeah. I used to t- tell you not to tell yeah, anybody. Yeah, I know. I had to put up this whole thing that you really were into video games and that's where you yeah, were. Yeah, people thought I was just sleeping and playing video yeah. games, yeah, which I still do a lot. <laughs> which but. you used to do quite a bit of, but you don't do so much anymore. Yeah, well, the thing I find with video games is it's there. I like video games a lot, but they're yeah. a time sink. You put so much effort into them. At, at the end of the day, you don't really have anything to show for it. Yeah. So as a hobby, they're fun. But then if I you know, play video games for five or six hours in a row, which I don't really, can't really do now anyway, it, it, it's all kind of for nothing, you yeah. know? So I've tried to make kind of the things that I like, watching movies and now a little bit more playing video games and talking about this stuff. If you make a part of your job, then you feel less bad about, <laughs> about having to do, do those things. Yeah. Is that how this all started? To like do a thing that I like, or yeah, 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 I think so. I don't know because there was a few kind of people on the internet that I that I watched, and it got to the point where I realised that you can just be a regular person and do this. And I think what what counts for people who are who gain a bit of a following is like individuals is they put their own personality into it. Yeah, I find the most boring websites and and articles and videos are just like it's just a generic voice talking about a generic thing, like the top 10 Spider-Man costumes or whatever. Yeah. There's, a, like, there's a way to do that and there's, you know, that, that's really fun and engaging. But uh, I find often if it's a person that I like who's interesting or, or funny or can do something creatively with the visuals, then that to me is more interesting than just someone kind of reading a list. Yeah. Is that, do you think, why your videos are so funny and special? I, th- I think a big part of it is, yeah, um, that's also a big part of that turns people off me, I think, as well. Really? I think it goes both ways because your personality isn't going to mesh with everybody, you know? So often I'll get comments like, I hate your accent, you yeah. know, I hate your voice. <laughs> or th- just, I hate you, you should die. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> but it also goes the other way. You, I, I like the kind of the people that, because uh, people then on the other side of that like you for, for who you are also. Yeah, So you yeah. just kind of... And that, so that's, but that by far outweighs the, um, the other side of it. 
Yeah, yeah. For me at least. Do you think it's amazing? I always think this is amazing about the community that you've built. That there just seems to seems to be so many people that are similar to you that you meet. Yeah, all th- over the world. I think so, and I think it's the same with you know friendship groups and, and things like that. Um, yeah, a lot of people I find who listen and interact with seem like people that I would interact with in real life. Yeah. They just happen to be on the other side of the they planet. They sound like you. That's yeah. what I think is so funny. Yeah. And the <laughs> way that they talk and the emails that they write just sound like you and it's great. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Well, we obviously share like common interests, uh, but it's nice to be able to connect with people who have similar kind of, um, I don't know, personalities with, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not, not everybody, obviously, but uh, compatible personalities. Yeah, at, at it's least. an incredible yeah. thing. Yeah. I... Because I think that you're awesome. Okay. <laughs> I am also really interested in how your brain works. And I wanted to know from the very beginning, why, like, what is this compulsion that you have to create? Like, what is it about? Because I've known you for how long? 12 years? Yes. 12, 12 years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I wanted to take you right back. To when we first met and yeah. you were changing from your business degree to study teaching. Yeah. And then something happened to you. Yeah. Well, out of, cause out of school, I went to a, a regular kind of school, boys school, nothing spectacular. But what my school I've kind of realized since then bred is just kind of middle management people. Mm. Uh, just people who come, kind of come out and whatever you go in with, because I used to be I used to like drawing and, and, and writing and that when I was a kid. And then when I went to high school, it wasn't intentional, but the way it kind of, they direct you more kinds, uh, sorry, they direct you towards more kind of marketing and management and, and business yeah. and, and, and accounting and things like that. So coming out of school, I'm like, oh, well, everybody, I don't know anybody who's done anything like this. Yeah. And the internet was, it was oh, still a big thing, but podcasts weren't really taking off at that point. Yeah. They weren't a thing. Not I really. No. Really yeah. Yeah. And so I just went, okay, I'll just, I'll just be, do business. I'll be a businessman. So I did be it. Be a business. Be a businessman, yeah. Oh, business. Yeah. And I'm a terrible businessman <laughs> as well, as you know. I think you're actually much better than you think. No, well, okay, okay. at least numbers-wise, I'm no good. Like I look at an accounting spreadsheet and I just, I just go blank and I just cannot register it. I just, it's, it's just, it may as well be in Chinese. Like is that why you, when I start talking to you about the accounts, your face yeah, just goes and numbers and whatever. I'm just like, and you just no. disappear into your phone. Yeah. So over, over the three years of this business degree, which I took four years to do, it just, again, not intentionally, it just, it just crushed me. And I didn't, and I wasn't like sad or depressed or anything like that. But it just everything creative, it just kind of took it out of me. Yeah. Um, and so, and then halfway through, I realized. I was doing some kids camps, so we used to do them as well. This is kind of where we met um, with underprivileged kids uh, with St. Vincent de Paul. We sound like great people. Yeah, we're, we're great people. It's all life. Not anymore because I don't <laughs> do any of that stuff anymore because I'm old. But uh, And I realized that I, get, I, I enjoy that and working with kids and that side of the stuff more than I enjoyed uh, business. So I decided that, look, if I get through this business degree, I can do a shorter teaching degree and then I can become a primary school teacher. Uh, so, and then as soon as I switched over, something just kind of clicked in my head and we've talked about this before, but if you look at my business notes, if you could find any, it's just dry and it's just bland writing and it's barely anything. Cause you know, I didn't, uh, I barely paid attention. And then my teaching notes are just filled with pictures and cartoons and drawings and like jokes and, and just really dumb stuff because that kind of, when I started 
it's li- little things like reading children's books and things like that because you have to and 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 young novels and and it just kind of drawing sw- fed up turtle yeah fed up turtle <laughs> he's my favorite character the background of my yours. phone for many years <laughs> which i actually drew in a meeting at teaching because teaching also is quite soul crushing in that way a lot of the times as well uh, basically for those people who don't know and why would you i did so just a turtle that's just very upset <laughs> not even upset just kind of like <sighs> yeah just your general facial expression about most things to do with having to be forced into certain situations like yeah. meetings and lectures and, and that's and I'm, i think i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a baby in that way because i've everything i do i do is basically it it, it moves towards making our life kind of more comfortable yeah. In terms of things that we can kind of in, enjoy doing, I don't think that makes you a baby. I think that makes you an amazing person. Yeah, but this this was a this was a roll of the dice. Like I, I understand that there is there is kind of skill involved in getting to this point, but it's also I I was at the right place in the right time when kind of comic book movies took off and had the right level of knowledge and also editing skills and things like that to kind of be at the base level for it don't they say though that often luck is just opportunity and then sort of skills meeting yeah absolutely so, preparation yeah. that's what they totally the, yeah our hero hugh jackman he said that i think yes that's right he probably <laughs> did he says a lot of great things he does so the baby that lives with us and yeah. me i always think are so lucky to have you in our life because you've done so much to build what you have and I don't I don't think everyone knows this about you necessarily that you your whole outlook on life really changed once you realized that you could do something creative yes don't you think and then also what happened when that it kind of pivoted to this point where you would work a full-time job full-time hours and then you would come home and you would work a full-time full-time hours again yeah on this, from the very beginning, from the word go, once he started, I think that was more of a gradual thing. But yeah, I, I, I was able to do it fairly well until we had the kid. You know, when that happened, <laughs> that was I was still teaching when when that happened. Yeah, and that was there was those few months before because I'd already decided that I was going to leave at this point. Yeah, well. We're pretty hard, but yeah. Take me back. So we hit uni. You started doing really hilarious drawings, like Fed Up Turtle, and what was another character? I can't remember. Uh, They're so fun. I really want you to put them online. One of them I remember was, it's a Jedi lifting a sandwich off a plate and being like, (laughs) look at me, I'm pretty good. This is is all the kind of great stuff you get. It's the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) What about the shark, motor shark? I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. What's a motor shark? It's so funny. It's a shark with wheels on it. Anyway, they're really remember. cool drawings. <laughs> I'm going to make you put them They're up not that good. Some That's point. something I always wish that I... Because my drawing kind of stopped at like a 12-year-old level. I wish it's something that I had have kept up with. But, I uh, still think you've got a really unique kind of style. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 a ba- I'm basic. I can draw a little bit, but I've, I wish I had have done more of it. But I think what it is is that your humour is in the drawing. Anyway, so going back to all of this, mm. we started with you drawing in at uni in teaching and then moving into teaching. Yeah. Um, and then from there, how do you suddenly get to be Mr. Sunday Movies with 750,000 subscribers? Uh, what was that? What happened? There was, what, a, what there, was a, there was a few things along the way. Um, one of the most significant things was when uh, my channel was shut down because we, 
we obviously we, we even before that though even before that so how how did you actually go from because you know me i am terrible at starting a thing <laughs> right how did you actually start the thing like what was the very first thing that you did that launched this and i think i know the answer to this but i'm just gonna ask you it was a it was a weekly video i, I would do, do on movie news it was called sunday to sunday that was what it was going to initially be yeah. that youtube channel name was was taken so I had to change it to Mr. Sunday to Sunday, which is a crap name. <laughs> and then I and then I shortened it to Mr. Sunday Movies, which I also hate. But 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 hey, and so my goal was initially do one movie news video a week. Uh, for those people who uh, who might remember, there was a few shows I took influence from. One was Zero Punctuation. You probably don't know what I'm talking about, but it was a video game no review show. Idea. It was great, which I really love. And there was another one called, I was on this website called Screw Attack. It was... Uh, this guy called Destin used to do it. It was like a daily video game news thing. Mm. So those are the kind of things I kind of took influence on. And I realized yeah. also you didn't need a whole lot of equipment to get started. When I started, and you can tell from the audio quality, I used to just record it on my phone. So that's how Did I, you really? Yeah. Is that how it started? That's how it started, I yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. And then you edited it. And then I edited it, yeah. Yeah. And one of those I could probably put together now in about half an hour, but that used to take me ages like you know half a day a day or whatever yeah. of, of work of work to do that and that was just a bit of a creative outlook because i like kind of messing around with editing and, and video yeah. i'm not i'm not a great editor i'm i'm all self-taught but I, I like messing around with it and i like the ins yeah. and outs of, of how it works do you know where i think this all started because mm. it's really interesting that you say you started with mr sunday movies or sunday to sunday but i actually think you can go even further back and there's it's kind of two things I reckon that happened. One was that you started teaching and yeah. you started thinking about the world again in a different way and that Te part of your brain opened up. Totally. And teaching also made me realize I was good at teaching and I was good at uni at teaching because I was interested interested in it. Yeah. And I still miss teaching and I love it. There's a and lot in of writing as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. You and there's an amazing literature lecture show. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I won some award which I which was very bizarre. But um not bizarre, well deserved. No, it was very weird. <laughs> I never actually cashed in on it because I went overseas. I got all these vouchers yeah. for books. And, but anyway. And that's what I think because when I think about where all this came from, because people ask me that all the time, I think about first that you started teaching and that was one thing, but then you also went traveling and we went backpacking yeah. through Europe. And I actually reckon that writing part of your brain opened up and then you started creating those travel blogs. Yeah, that was that was a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I've still got that journal somewhere. I, I kept it, but I used to just every day I just write about what we were doing for the day, and I just wrote all the. I wasn't like, what an amazing trip to the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> it was all like, this place is shit, and I hate it, and, <laughs> and everyone right here is an idiot. And then I take excerpts from that, which is kind of what I do now with the podcast, and and I would post. I posted them just to friends on Facebook. And they got they got a really good um, response. Yeah, a couple yeah. of our mates couldn't wait to get the next episode. Yeah, which is crazy because normally travel blogs are terrible. They are terrible, and I, mine also. I haven't looked at it since, but mine's probably also terrible. But it was it gave me something to do because I find that I need if I don't do something, anything. I you've seen this as well. I go mad. Like I've just I kind of stew in my own sadness if I don't have some kind of outlet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like even if this was doing no money and no views, I would still have to do something. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean because I've seen you grow as a per as a human person because of this creativity thing that you have because when you weren't creating, you were so frustrated and miserable. Yeah. And I don't even realize 
I don't even think that at the beginning you realized that. No, I, I, well, I kind of had a crack at a very brief crack at kind of going into regular mainstream media. You know this. And I did a, I did, um, a week's, uh, was it, um, internship. internship at the Gruen Transfer, yeah, which yeah. is a great Australian show, um, about, it's about the ad, um, um, agencies and, and whatever. It's very funny. Yeah. It's on the ABC. But I realized from that, that I don't want to get coffees for idiots for 10 <laughs> years to make a show that I probably hate. That's a great show, obviously. And everybody there was really nice and really positive and, and whatever. But I, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be holding to anything to, yeah. you know, to, to fetch coffees for TV executives to maybe, you know, get a line in a show eight years down the track. And yeah. by then, you know, I was, you know, like 25 or 26 or whatever I was. I was like, I'm too old to do this anyway. I'm like, fuck this. Fuck all these people. See, I, it's funny, isn't it? Because I always think that's a real barrier for some people that they think they're too old. Like they yeah. hit 25. 25. I know. It's ridiculous. That's yeah. 20, so young. Yeah. But and I was, they think I th- that they've kind of hit the end of the road. And yeah. I don't think you can ever hit the end of the no, road. No, absolutely. But I think for me the difference was that I saw that as an age where you can't just kind of pack it all in. I would have had to move to Sydney and whatever. And, yeah. and not that I even had that opportunity. It was never even presented to me. I don't think no. they were that impressed with me anyway. <laughs> but I um, – and like I said, everybody was really great there. Like it was a really positive experience yeah. in terms of the, the workplace. And yeah. it was interesting, but I just realised that I – don't I don't want to do it. Where to next? Oh, probably about a bit more, of the, bit more of the same. I'd imagine. <laughs> no, well, look, I well, the Planet Broadcasting thing, which you're building, which oh, I know. Well, people who listen to your podcast would would know this, but that that's that's all you kind of bringing all the different people together. Like what you, I know what you like to do is, and this is the same when you were teaching, is bring kind of creative people together to help to help build a thing. So I think you're just doing that on, but in, in this in this kind of medium. So I guess to help kind of grow that with you, maybe I'll do some more different stuff with Mason down the line. I don't know. A lot of for the moment, it's just kind of more of the same. And I've never kind of been one to do like big changes. It's just mm-hmm. kind of gradual stuff. So things will change. I just don't know exactly what that might be there's a few things in the work which you know about obviously which might be outside of which which is outside of podcasting but top secret i I wouldn't i wouldn't uh i wouldn't i'm not banking on it let's put it that way (laughs) if that if none of that stuff happens that's fine we're just i like it working from home it's great (laughs) it's the best i have a prediction for you i think dead by 40 (laughs) you are very unusually great i am um i have a prediction for you though I think all those things you will create and the reason you will have to is because of that massive creative drive thing that happens that you already get bored by the stuff that you're creating at the moment sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I do, yeah. yeah. You got to kind of – I guess that's another thing. You got to kind of find ways to make it interesting for yourself. And as you always say, keep moving. Yeah, keep moving. Exactly. You always got to keep moving. You got to look what other people are doing and then not copy that but do – but don't get left behind. You see that with a lot of people on YouTube um, or anywhere. People that kind of get stuck in their way of, of, of doing things. You've got to kind of keep moving. And I, I'm absolutely guilty of that also. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm, also, I don't think I'll be on YouTube forever. I kind of hate it as a platform. <laughs> Not the people or anything like that. It's just, it's very unstable. And podcasting and building your own thing is, um, yeah, it just seems more stable at least for now. And if worse comes to worse, I'll go back to teaching, which isn't so bad. Well, thank you so much. 
for being here. Well, I live here, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> in the, and letting me into the man cave. Yeah, no, that's a okay, regular room. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, well. Okay, you have been listening to Just Make the Thing. I am Claire Twenty, and this has been an interview with Mr. Sunday Movies. Yep, it has. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the interview. I hope you got a lot out of it. I think I really did. You can find us, if you want more information, at Just Make The Thing on Facebook or on Twitter at Make The Thing. You can also find us at www.planetbcasting.com where more of our shows are available too. And I'm also on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. So shoot me a text, send me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can also email the show at contact at planetbcasting.com and I'll try to get onto your emails. Thank you so much to all those people that have emailed in. It's been a wonderful opportunity for me to be able to read messages and tweets from people who actually listen to our show. It's really kept us going and kept me actually making this thing. So, so far, so good. And thank you so much for the support. Okay, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.